This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is a solo one. You guys know that I'm going to be doing a bit more solo episodes or a few more solo episodes, which I'm honestly very, very excited about because you guys seem to love solo episodes, which makes me really happy because I enjoy making them. And it's kind of my time to just go on a rant. And if you know me in real life, you know that I love ranting about things like I'm someone that I will get fixated on something and I'll just talk about it for so long so naturally a podcast is really great but I will say if you meet me the first few times you're not going to know that about me it's like the people that really know me they know I like to um, talk a lot and I'm very passionate on certain things but when you first meet me I'm very reserved I'm quiet I am an observer I'm not the loudest person in the room so maybe for some people it's like shocking that I have a podcast but not for me. Anyways, I don't know why I started out with that intro, but I wanted to kind of explain why I was excited to do more solo episodes and why I think that this is going to be a really great opportunity for me to just vent and let it all out. Before we get into like the topic, which I think that you guys are going to really like it because it's a topic that is so relatable to people in their 20s. And also it's a topic that I have been DM'd about a lot and it's probably my most requested topic to talk about. And I think I'm going to make this a two-part thing where I'm going to bring a friend on and we're going to talk about, you know, making friends as an adult, but this episode is about loneliness and I feel like they go hand in hand. So the episodes where I bring friends on, I, I think I'm going to talk about that with one of my friends that I've made here because it's something that we can all relate to. But I wanted to fill you in first on like just my life, like give you a little life update. Um, I felt a bit, I have been feeling this year just a bit disconnected from, you know, social media. Like I don't post as often anymore, which makes me really sad. And I guess I'm sad because I want to post. It's just, I'm giving myself the excuse of, oh my God, I don't know what to post. I have no time. There's a million things I need to do, which is true. I am busy, but of course there is always time. And I think I just need to restructure my day better. I've done a really poor job at structuring my days to get everything done and I just need to be better at it. So I'll take you through that journey on like YouTube as well. But that's been the biggest struggle for me is like figuring out 
how to structure my day to be productive because it's so hard to take time out of your day and, you know, take pictures and videos and edit and all of that. But I'm also just making excuses and not doing it. So if any of you guys feel that way, let me know. But that's, I've just felt disconnected from social media. So the podcast is kind of a place where I can really pour my heart out. Like I've gotten a lot of DMs lately, especially since the breakup podcast. I've gotten a lot of DMs, you know, every time people listen, they're like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. And that just makes me really happy that you guys are enjoying it and that you guys are listening to it. So Thank you guys. That's the moral of the stories. Thank you. I want it to be a place where you guys, if you are listening to this and it resonates with you, like please DM me. I respond to almost all of my DMs. That is one thing that no matter how many DMs I get, I will try to respond to almost all of them because it just like makes me happy that you guys are taking time out of your day to DM me. Anyways, that's kind of like (laughs) where my head is at and like how I've been feeling emotionally. And speaking of emotions, I have to tell you, I watched Normal People this week. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's a show on Hulu and it's about these two people. It's a guy and a girl who have grown up in the same town together, but they're not friends. They're not in the same friend group. One of them is like popular. One of them is not that popular. She gets like teased a lot at school, but they end up like getting together and it's a secret in high school and then I'm not going to spoil anything obviously but then after that they pretty much um it, it the show takes you through their lives as they grow up like they go to the same college it, it takes you through their lives as like they intertwine in each other's lives and out of each other's lives and like it's just a show that feels so real like it just feels so realistic and it feels like I'm like a camera is following people around in their actual lives rather than a scripted TV show, if that makes sense. Like it just feels like these situations have happened before. I've, I've, I've experienced some of these situations before. I know people that have been in these situations before, but you feel their emotions so much. And like, I think it does a really great job at depicting anxiety and depression and just the raw emotions of life, I feel like, especially when it comes to friendship and romance and love and figuring yourself out. And I don't know, I think it actually like inspired me to make this podcast episode about loneliness because I just felt so like emotionally drained after watching it. And you guys, it's 12 episodes. They're like 25, 30 minute episodes. I watched it all in one day. Literally, I watched episode one to 12 on Sunday. So if that gives you any depiction of what my weekend looked like, then yeah, that that will tell you. But it's just such a good show and you guys need to watch it. And I haven't read the book, but I really, really want to because people have been telling me to read the book and I have never read it. And I downloaded the sample on my Kindle. So maybe I'll read it soon, but I feel like I need a break. Like, I feel like I can't jump right in from the show to the book because like I said, it's one of those shows that, it's just emotional. Like it's just one of those shows where it's like you really feel their emotions and it feels so real. I think that's why it makes you feel that way because it doesn't feel like they're two actors acting in a show like, you know, another TV show or movie might, even though other TV shows and movies can make you feel emotional. Like this one just feels more emotional because I feel like I have actual empathy for the characters because it feels like they're real people rather than sometimes when I'm watching a movie, it's like, I can kind of be like, Oh, well, it's just a movie. But this was like, no, 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 this is real. (laughs) So I think that's the, that's the difference here. 
But anyways, I definitely, definitely recommend. And then I wanted to talk today, obviously, about loneliness. And what sparked this was actually going home. And every time I go back to North Carolina, don't get me wrong, I like going back home. I go back quite often. I like seeing my family. I love seeing Bambino. Like I enjoy going home. But every time I go home, I feel so lonely. And I, I feel this way not only home. I feel this way sometimes in other other places that I travel. I felt this way when I lived in New York. Like in New York, I felt incredibly lonely. I felt this way when I first moved to Miami. I mean, I think any move, any change, like any pivot in your life, you're going to feel loneliness. But for me, it really hits me whenever I visit home. And I'm going to get into that. But I first wanted to start this episode with kind of one telling you that if you are in your 20s and you feel lonely, you feel alone, it is so incredibly normal. And there's so many people that feel that way. I watched a TikTok from Ali Yost, actually. She lives in Charlotte and I need to hang out with her when I'm there. But she was making a TikTok how it's like a Friday night and she's not doing anything. And, you know, she's it's another Friday night of her being at home, like not hanging out with anyone while like everyone else is out and about. And I feel like we think that like we think everyone else is out and about, but really it's not everyone. A lot of people are doing what you're doing and being at home, but it's just such a feeling of loneliness and isolation. And then you feel like something's wrong with you or you're like, why don't I have friends? And it's a really shitty feeling. And I have felt that way so often and I really hate it. And I hate that we kind of like tell ourselves that we're the only people feeling that way and that like everyone else has a friend group and everyone else has like a great, you know, like they, they never feel alone. They have people that they can text and go to and we don't have people that are like that. But the DMs that I get, the messages I get, the, the TikToks I watch, you know, like I just know it's a universal feeling. So I really wanted to make a podcast episode on this. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code RealReal. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. 
So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So I'm going to first talk about my friend journey, if you will, because I think that it's important to kind of like explain just my whole journey of friendships. And I'm not going to take it way back to like kindergarten or anything like that, because that doesn't really matter. But honestly, it might. Maybe we'll take it back to kindergarten because I'm, I'm actually now I'm reflecting and I'm like, wait, maybe I've always been like this. So we'll take it back to kindergarten, actually. But I'll take you through my friend journey just so that you can see patterns and maybe you guys relate. So let's start off in elementary school. I am someone, I want to preface this, I am someone that has never been a big friend group person besides once in my life. I am not someone that always had a bunch of friends. I was never the popular kid or the loudest kid or the person that people liked the most. That was never me. I was very, 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 very quiet. I was a very quiet kid. I'm a very quiet person when you don't know me. I, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I am not the loudest person in the room. That will never be me. So I've never been the person that has a bunch of friends. Even in kindergarten, I had two friends. And in elementary school, I had, I always had two friends. And that was it. Those were my friends. Birthday parties, it was me, my two friends, and my family. Like that was my birthday party and like cousins, maybe or whatever, like family. I never had a party. Like, you know, those kids that would have a party and they would invite everyone in the grade could not be me, would never do that. My sister did that. So my sister is that type of person. I am not that person. I've always just had a very small amount of friends because I, I just never felt like, I think I was always so quiet and shy that maybe people didn't think like they, you know, when they talked to me, it wasn't like I was that talkative. I don't know what it is, but I've just never been someone that has had more than a handful of friends at a time. So starting out in elementary school, that's how it was. Um, When I went to middle school and even early high school, I felt a bit left out. Like I, again, speaking of, you know, I hate to use the word popular because I feel like it's very juvenile. But I mean, there is like the popular and not popular people, I feel like, or at least there's like popular people at every school. Like it's not depicted like the movies. They're not like the bullies of the school or anything like that. But it's just these people that are like cool and like everyone knows who they are. And I'm sure today it's even heightened because of social media. But back then, you know, it was there was like these like cool popular kids. That was never me. I always felt like I wasn't noticed in school. Like I felt like no one knew who I was. I was very quiet. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had my friends that I had. I had my two friends that I was I had and I was content with that. Like I was never trying to be cool. And also I wanted to say this, I wasn't bullied or anything like that. It wasn't like a I wasn't cool and I was bullied. It's just I was there. I was a fly on the wall. I really I always resonated with the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower because the main guy in it, like Charlie think that's his name I totally forget but yeah he is just like a quiet kid fly on the wall obviously there's other things there that like I don't relate to him but that was always something that I related to that movie with that 
it was like when someone noticed me, it was it was like, oh, wow, like I can't believe they know who I am. Like, I, I, I remember vividly thinking that like if someone that was like cooler or I thought was cooler would talk to me, I would be like, wow, like I didn't know that they know they knew who I was. And this might be embarrassing to admit, but that's how I was in middle school and early high school. So I just always felt kind of there. And I I never was the one that would like, you know, be invited to the things that like every like a big group was invited to. Like I just I wasn't because like people didn't really know who I was. So once I got to high school, I started branching out a bit more. I actually had I remember thinking so in middle school, when everyone was dating people, like people got their first boyfriends in middle school, boyfriends and girlfriends. I remember thinking that that was the craziest thing. First of all, my parents would never let me date at that age. Like at like 11, they were not going to let me have a boyfriend, but everyone was dating in middle school. I remember thinking, oh my God, like, what do you even talk about with a boy? Like, I couldn't even imagine like speaking to a boy. Like that was foreign to me. So when I got to high school, my freshman year, I didn't have any guy friends. I started making guy friends like my sophomore year of high school. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is a big moment because it's my first time like becoming friends with guys. So that was my first time starting to branch out, I would say, and becoming friends with more people. And then by my senior year of high school, I had a very, very strong friend group. And it was the first friend group that I was ever a part of. I never had a friend group before then. I, you know, it was like a big group of like, I don't even know, like 12 people. Like our group message was like 12, 15 people. Like it was like a lot of people. So I remember that was the first time I felt like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love having this friend group. And it just felt so much fun. And it was so nice. And I was getting invited to things. And there were things that like we would, we would all be doing and like we were always together. And that was my first like kind of like taste of that, I guess. When I got to college, my roommates became my friend group. So the people that I roomed with, they were like my best friends. We lived together almost all of college. Then I started making like a few more friends. But again, my friend group was just like a very small group of people. It was like three people. It wasn't a big group of like 10, you know? And I always felt like, dang, how do these people have these like huge friend groups like all the time? Like how do people gravitate from group to group to group? Because I just, that's just not me. Like I don't, I don't know. It was just always hard for me to wrap my head around. And then post-college is when loneliness hit me a lot, like a lot, a lot. So I moved back home to Charlotte and I lived with someone from my high school that we were friends. So we were really close friends. So she was probably like my best friend in Charlotte. And I remember wanting to find a just a group of girls that like I could go out with and I could text and all of this. And I remember like kind of trying to, you know, like some, sometimes people would invite me to things or my roommate would invite me to things. And I remember going and f- just feeling like, I don't know, like I, I was just like, this is not it. Like this is not my, like I just don't feel like I belong here. Like I don't feel like I belong in this. It's, I, I always felt like it was like not a pity invite, but it just felt like we weren't like similar, I guess. And we weren't, these were not going to be my best friends, but I just wanted to like force myself into something because I just wanted to not feel alone, which made me feel even more lonely because nothing makes you feel lonelier than when you're in a group of people that don't like you're not that close with and you're just like, okay, well, what do I do? And then when I moved to New York, so I, I moved to New York, I didn't really have that many friends in Charlotte 
And keep in mind, I'm, fr- I'm from Charlotte. So I have a lot of people from high school. My friend group from high school kind of like disintegrated. None of us like hung out anymore. It was, you know, four years had passed. And I, I just felt so alone because I was living in my hometown and I didn't have friends. So I moved to New York. That's not the reason why I moved to New York, but that definitely got me excited. I moved to New York and I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to live my sex in the city life. I'm going to live gossip girl life. I'm going to have a group of friends that I gossip with and talk with. And I don't want to say gossip, but you know, but you like get brunch with and you recap the weekend. You're like, oh my God, tell me all the stories. And it's just like a group that you can talk about anything with. And like, there's so many different personalities in there and like, whatever. I thought that that's what I was entering in New York. I was like, there's so many people. I know so many people. I knew so many people in New York, but that did not happen. I had friends. I'm not going to say I did not have friends. I definitely had friends in New York, but I only had individual friends. I did not have a group. And it made me feel very isolated because I had these individual friends, but they all had friend groups and I wasn't a part of any of them. I was just friends with them individually. So it felt again, like when I was in Charlotte and I would get invited to things, but it wasn't, it just didn't feel like mine. I didn't feel not included, but I just didn't feel like this was, these were my people. And I also felt like, you know, like they already have their core and I'm kind of like infiltrating in. So when I left New York, I obviously was like really sad that I was leaving, but my experience there was not the the myth of freaking TV shows where everyone has a big group of friends in their 20s. And if you don't, what are you doing? And I feel like that's what I want to stress in this episode. And keep in mind, guys, I do not have a script for this episode. So if I'm kind of rambling, that's why. But that's what I want to talk about, that we are told that you need to have that, that you need to have a group, that you need to be going out every weekend, that you need to be getting brunch every single Saturday. And if you don't, then you're a loser. And that is so far from the truth because it is no one talks about how freaking hard it is to make friends in your 20s. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. When you were growing up, 
you had school. You stayed with the same people for years and years and years. You were forced to see the same people every day. You were going to make friends because you had class projects. You had classes with people. You had to eat lunch with people. There were just things that you had. You were kind of forced into friendships. College was the same thing. You have your classes. You have your dorm room. You have your apartment complex. You are forced to be friends with people because you see them all the time. Now enter the real world. Sure, you can make friends with your coworkers, but your coworkers, they're in all different stages of life. You're not with people around your own age or with people that are double your age at times. Or if you're working remotely, which so much of the world is right now, you can't even experience that connection with coworkers. So how the heck are you supposed to make friends? You grow apart from your friends from high school. You grow apart from your friends from college. You guys live in different cities. Like, You can't rely on those people forever. You want to be able to make friends post-college and in your 20s. And it's really, really, really hard. And I want to kind of share a few ways that I now, moving to Miami, finally feel like I have a group of girls. I finally feel like I made friends and like really, really true, meaningful, deep friendships. And it just makes me like, I, I feel like it, it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm so happy I did because I think we can just get caught up in being like, well, I just have no friends. Like, I'm just going to sit at home another time. And I want to talk about why you should be like putting yourself out there and how to do that. So, and also I want to talk about what I do when I feel lonely. So like I said, what triggered my loneliness was going home this weekend. That was where I was like, okay, I am like so upset like I'm I'm just so alone I I have no friends here even though I grew up here like that's where I was like this is so sad like I grew up in this place and now I'm coming back to like not having people that I can like go to and I'm not saying I don't have people I can go to one of my my absolute best friends lives in Charlotte but she's married she has a family like it's you know it's it's not the same as hanging out all the time. And not to say that I'm not like, I can't hang out with those people, but you know, it's just different. And I think it just triggers a bit of feelings of like isolation. So what I do when I'm feeling that way and what I think you guys should do if you're feeling that way. Number one is I try to do things. I try to book things like make appointments for things for just me. So I will book a pedicure, I'll book a manicure, I'll book a facial, I'll, you know, book whatever I need to like reserve, like a workout class, whatever it is, I'm going to do something for me. And it's going to get me out of the house. I might go get an iced coffee and treat myself and have a little day. And I'm going to go and I'm going to do it for myself. And I, I might, you know, book a place that's 45 minutes away or 30 minutes away because I can. And it's going to take up a long time of the day. And that's what I want. So that's what I'll do. So I will book things specifically for me that I can get out of the house and do. And it's an activity that I don't feel lonely doing alone. You know, like I always get my nails done alone. I always do workout classes alone. That That's not something that you need to do with your friends. So that's what one thing I did. Like I did, a, I had a pedicure this weekend and it was nice and it got me out of the house. So that's one thing. The other thing is I'll actually go out and I'll like run errands alone. And sometimes this can make people feel isolated, but I actually find it very like enjoyable to like go to the mall by myself, go shopping by myself, run errands by myself. I actually really like that. It gives me time to get out of the house and not think about, oh my God, I'm just laying in bed. But it also puts me in a position where like I'm doing other things. I'm distracted. 
I'm, you know, feeling productive also. And so I think that that helps a lot too. And then the other thing that I do is I love like cooking for myself, doing like a morning or night routine for myself, like doing a face mask and then the steamer and then like, you know, the shower where you're like shaving your legs and you're washing your hair and you're doing like a leave-in conditioner like that. That is what I love doing. So I will kind of like cook, have a date night for one and what put on a good show, put on a good podcast, put on a good, good music. And that honestly, like sometimes I feel like people might think like, oh, that's kind of like lonely. But like to me, it's not because like cooking is therapeutic for me. Doing like skincare routine is therapeutic for me. So I'll kind of like extend that and make it a longer one, especially if it's like on the weekend. And that usually helps for me. Those are some of the things that I do that I think really help. And now I want to tell you how to not sulk in that. Like that is not something that you should be sulking in. It's not something that you should be relying in. Now I want to kind of share how I think is the best way to make friends as an adult. And then I want to bring on my friend that's also in her 20s and we're in the same stage. And I kind of want to talk about this with her and like do an episode with her. We'll talk about other things, but I think that this is like such a good topic and so many of you guys relate to it. So how to actually make friends, I would say, number one, you need to put yourself out there. The best way to do that right now is to reach out on social media. Social media is a networking tool. You need to use it. It's not just for work. You can use it to make, like, meet people in real life. So if there is someone that you like, that you follow, that lives in your city, DM them and ask them to get coffee. I have made my best friends through DMs. My friend Allie, who I lived with in college, like she reached out to me via DM because she watched my YouTube videos. That is how we became best friends. She is now my best friend today. Like, do not be afraid to reach out to people on social media. Not everyone you reach out to will respond. Not everyone you reach out to will meet. And not everyone that you even meet with, you will like. And that's okay. The point is to just go out and meet people because you never know if you guys are going to get along. So that's number one, social media. Start DMing people. I think it's so underrated. Number two is make an effort even when it feels awkward in the beginning. I think people think that friendships are like romance where it's like instant sparks or it's nothing. And I actually don't think so. You need to hang out with someone a few times for them to open up to you especially because it's not a romantic setting. So it's not like you're feeling out chemistry in the sense of like, do you find this person attractive or anything like that? Like when you're going on a date, I feel like, okay, you're judging your like physical attraction. You're judging your chemistry. You're like there's so much more that goes into it that kind of needs to be immediate. Whereas with a friendship, it takes time to build. None of my friends have been instant. We've hung out a bunch of times and then we've become best friends. It's not like day one, oh my God, I love you. We're best friends. At least for me, that is not how I operate. I need multiple times of hanging out with you for me to know if we are going to get along. So make an effort. Ask them to hang out multiple times. And people are busy, especially in our 20s. Like you might not hang out with them for another month because that's the only next time that you can see each other. But text them, follow up, be someone that is like making an effort to at least hang out with people. Like when I met my friends here in Florida, one of my friends, the first friend that I made here, I remember I asked her to go get coffee. We did. And then like a month later, I was like, do you want to do like this with me? Do you want to do this with me? And I would just, even though it didn't feel like that natural at first, because it's not like we knew each other that well, we eventually built a really deep friendship. And 
now we're really close. And I'm so happy that I did that because, and I'm happy that she did that as well, because it's not like it's like sparks fly immediately. It's something that you have to hang out with, or you have to like, at least put an effort in a little bit more than maybe you're used to. The other thing is ask friends of friends. Yeah. Ask if an acquaintance has a friend, like ask anyone like, Hey, do you know someone that lives here? And then repeat the cycle of like reaching out to them, going out and making that effort because you never know. And I don't think it's embarrassing to ask anyone. I met my friends here through literally asking one of my friends if they know someone that lives here and they did. And that's how I reached out to them. So don't be afraid to ask people. And then the next thing that I also want to stress is only go out with people that make you feel comfortable and make you feel good about yourself. So if someone is making you feel left out, if someone, if you are just like not morally aligned, if you don't have the same interests, don't force it. Don't force it. Go out with people that make you feel good because nothing is worse than feeling lonely in a friend group. And so I just wanted to stress that as well. So those are kind of my tips. And I want to talk about loneliness because I feel like it's something that plagues so many of us in our 20s. And I'm sure it happens in the thir- in your 30s also, but your 20s, it just feels so much more prevalent because you kind of left this stage of being with people all the time and now you're totally on your own and it's something new that you need to navigate. So please DM me if you stayed to the end of this episode. I hope that this episode was relatable or actually, I don't know if I hope it's relatable, but I hope that if it was relatable, that you guys enjoyed it. And if you are loving or liking the solo episodes, please let me know because I really like um, recording them. And again, I've been doing them like I've been doing non-scripted ones. So let me know if it's like too all over the place or if you like more structure in it. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back next Monday with another episode. And if you guys have been liking these like new structures and everything like that, please let me know, DM me, rate five stars, all of that good stuff. So I love you guys. I hope that you guys go out and have a very social week this week and put yourself out there and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.